the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 WVBA Talk Show of the Year, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is... It is finally Friday the 26th. You're tuned in to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their historic location, downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonAndJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, good morning. Good morning. I enjoyed hearing the game last night. Thank the, you. The part that I tuned in, I, I don't know if you guys mentioned this on air, but... um. I bailed a little early. You left. I, you left the stadium too early, and then as soon as you got to the parking lot, you well, heard you know, the crowd go. Okay. Normal stuff. Hey, I've been there. I've been there. I thought, oh, I know how this game's going. Well, hey, you, uh, you're not alone in thinking that because I personally kind of thought the same thing at halftime. I mean, uh, Washington was up 15 nothing at the mm-hmm. half. Their offense was running great. The defense for Hedgesville had no way to stop them. But then come out halftime or come back from halftime. And Hedgesville was just on a completely different level and ended up winning 34 to 15 in our inaugural Panhandle game of the week here on uh, the Panhandle News Network. But I think it was a pretty good start to the season on a Thursday. It was fun hearing the the broadcast too. There's, you know, it's it's. I've really since since having you in the in the studio and understanding what you guys have to do to to bring a game. Um, it, it's kind of got me in the habit of just at least tuning in for mm-hmm. part of the, and it's kind of fun yeah. to have that like in the background. Absolutely. That's the best part about sports on the radio. That you don't necessarily have to be, you know, locked in yeah. the whole time. You can just say that's my favorite part about listening to baseball on the radio. Mm-hmm. That you can do anything and then you just have it back in the in the back of your mind and you hear everybody go crazy and then you tune mm-hmm. in for a second and then you go back to kind of Make your, your own hot dog. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I guess we got to talk about it now. The, okay. the hot dog pop that is taking the uh, internet by storm sounds like the most disgusting thing in the world. Yeah, I'm. I'm an. I would be out on that. Yeah, Oscar Mayer has a uh, popsicle out, or well, it's. I don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming out, uh, but a popsicle, okay, that looks and is flavored like a hot dog. I think it's only available in like niche locations. I hope. So, I hope it's not available anywhere near here. But you know what? If if it makes its way to like the discount stores, because I I love a good discount store, and it shows up, that that would be a lovely thing to give your your pup. I think like let let your pup just lick on that because be like, oh, this is frosty, but it also tastes like meat. <laughs> Ugh, no thanks. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like I don't even know how people eat like just raw hot dogs. You know, like out of the packaging, mm, yeah, people they, do that. People do that. Oh yeah, and they'll tell you all the people that do it to be like, oh well, they're they're just good for it. They're just they're fine if you eat them. You don't got to cook them. It's just you know meat. Da, da, da. And it's like, ah, no, I'm gonna pass on that. I'm gonna grow that thing until it's burnt, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, and speaking of uh, food tragedies, like the hot dog pop, went and picked up my groceries yesterday. Uh-huh. Get home. I'm taking everything out. Get the carton of eggs out. And I feel that they're a little oh, wet. Right. No. So I'm like, oh, there's got to be one broken. So I open it up, and two of the eggs were broken. 
All right, which is cool. The rest of them were fine. It was a dozen eggs, so I still had 10 left. You're kind of zen about it. Yeah, I'm cool about it. Um, and I had a, like a pretty much empty carton in the refrigerator already, mm-hmm. so I pulled that out and was transferring the unbroken eggs sure. into the carton. That's smart, because then it's a clean carton. Until uh, the weight balance was a little oh, off no. on the egg carton as I took just one egg out of the thing. <laughs> And all the rest of them, I'll show you a picture. Slow-mo. All the rest of them broke and fell all over my kitchen. So you so, have one egg. I just I have four out. eggs. Okay, because you had three in the in the yeah, original. Wow. Four eggs. Um, not not too happy about it. I don't know my phones are here. It, <laughs> I show, I'll show you the picture. But I just stood there and looked at it. And then I didn't know how to clean it up. It's <laughs> like, how do you clean up eggs? It was impossible. I had a paper towel and it's just moving around with the towel. <laughs> so I called my mom. She didn't answer. Called my sister. She's like, uh, use paper towels. Like, I'm trying. And then uh, I finally got a mom. She she gave me the good mom advice on yeah. how to uh, clean it up. But man, that's the first time I've ever had to clean up that many eggs broken on the ground. It was awful. If you had awful. if you had a lab... <laughs> Well, see, I didn't, then that, that was the thing. That would have been taken care of already. <laughs> so I sent a picture of it to my friends on Snapchat. And um, one of my friends uh, sent a message back. And it was quotes. And it was like, hey, Google, can dogs eat raw eggs? And I was like, you best believe as soon as those eggs hit the ground, I asked my Alexa if it's safe for dogs to eat raw really? eggs. Really? <laughs> I didn't know how to pick it up. Yes, no? It was inconclusive. Uh, so I... Uh, they eat so many weird things anyway. No, it's like uh, So I just cleaned it. I kept them away from it. But it was Th- funny. That would have been a lot, though. That's like... It was a ton yeah. of eggs. And of course, my friends were like, well, you can't make an omelet unless you scramble a few eggs. Wow. I'm like, thanks, guys. It's like, thanks. Somebody come clean this up for me. But yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was Kitchen my... tragedies with Jordan Nice Warner. <sighs> and you're right. It was in slow-mo and there's nothing I could do about it. Right, because you know it's eggs, happening. Yeah. And once a carton of eggs is gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And that thing hit the ground so fast. Here, I'll have to show you this picture. Okay. But it was, uh, yeah, that was upsetting. And I was wondering, because I did Walmart pickup. Uh-huh. And the eggs were broken already. So I was like, can I complain? Can I call, like, message them you, back? You and, can't actually. Now you couldn't well, get your money I back couldn't. on the whole dozen. Yeah, here's like, my, no, I cracked them all in anger. Oh, eggs. that's such a sad. Wow. A ton. It, it looks like they fell from a great height, you know, that angle. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then you just see those two. Oh, and go figure the two that are still in the carton, the ones that were originally broke. Well, because they were stuck in there. Because they, yeah, I get that. I was so upset. I thought you were going to tell me that you were trying to pull one out and it was adhesed to the, you know, the bottom oh, by the, man. by the, um, yolk from the other, the broken eggs and you just so pinched into it. But yeah, I'm, I'm sorry about your eggs. Well, just, you made, know what, it made though? me have to go to Dunkin' today and get breakfast. That's it. Perhaps they have eggs at the, uh, farmer's market. Ah, they do have eggs at the farmer's market. And funny you bring that up. The carton that I was transferring the eggs into was previously bought at the farmer's market downtown. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think we've learned a lesson here. Only buy your eggs from the farmer's market. There you go. Only locally source mm-hmm. your eggs. Happy chickens. Yeah. Anyways, right. is there anything actually important going on instead of me talking about my pain of my eggs dropping? Well, I think I think it bears mentioning, even though you guys just finished with Panhandle Sports Live, that it is going to be a busy um, football couple mm-hmm. of weeks. So what's going on soon? So we got the uh, game of the week tonight, Martinsburg. You'll hear that here on uh, the Panhandle News Network. And, and then who next, are they playing? Uh, Salem out of Virginia. So a big time matchup there. 
that is really the game in the state, not even just the Panhandle game of the week. I'd say it's the state uh, game of the week. And then coming up towards next week, we'll announce our Panhandle game of the week early next week, but we also have Shepard that'll be heard over on our sister station, 95.9 The Big Dog, September 1st, Thursday, all the way up uh, in Yale, just outside of Yale, up in Southern Connecticut. So I'm surprised wow. that you don't need to go through a checkpoint to like check your IQ once you get in that uh, part of the state because I won't be let in. But it'll be all the way up there at Southern Connecticut. That'll be a pretty fun game. That'll be at 5.30 on uh, September 1st, Thursday, September 1st. And then, of course, we'll be back uh, this coming Friday for the Panhandle Game of the Week. That will be announced uh, early next week. I'm going to stop you right there. So Yale, Division Two. No, so they're not playing Yale. The college is right next to Yale. Oh, Yeah, they're not playing Yale. Yale, I think, is a D1, D1 Athletics. Um, but they're right next to each other. Because they have to be extra. Yeah, I guess. It'll be cool. Hopefully we can, because, um, the well, I'm trying to think here. We'll end up getting up there Wednesday night and um, to, like, stay and everything. And uh-huh. then we'll have Thursday morning to kind of do whatever. And you know me. I like to take my bike wherever I can to sure. kind of check things out. And hopefully we'll be close enough that can go check out Yale. It'll be pretty cool to see that uh, college, university. Uh, Yale University. Is it university? I think so. Yeah. So it'd be cool to check that out. Yeah. I'm a fan of college campuses. Well, yeah. You you like to go and see what their um their sports facilities look like too cuz some of them have some storied, you know, buildings on campus and And another thing I like to check out at uh which is funny cuz you couldn't have ever found me in this place when I was in school, but we're library. I like checking out big school mm-hmm. libraries cuz they're always like so neat yeah. walking in there. But like I said, you couldn't find me in a library when I was in school. Go figure. <laughs> I love going to check them out. Now I'm out of school. You know why? Cuz they can't hurt you now. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get me. They can't get to me. Mm-mm-mm. You could take good naps in the library, though. Those little study, mm-hmm. um, little cordoned little, off, little yep, cubicles. Yes, that's the word I was struggling for. But Does yeah. Marshall have a cool library? Did you go check that out? We did, and it, it kind of looks modern. The, the one that they they may have an older library or something on campus, but the one that we were at at the tour has a lot of really cool implements. And that's cool. Yeah, I know, like Pitt. They have a cool University of Pittsburgh. They have a really cool old library that mm-hmm. I think was like a church at one point. It's got like the big vaulted ceilings and mm-hmm. things. So neat. Maybe I would have gone uh, to the library more in school if it was just a cooler looking library. No, you weren't. You were. <laughs> I don't think you were at that. What are you trying to say? I, there are certain times in our lives when we appreciate that that's kind true. of stuff more, and yeah, I don't think true. you were. Not you, then. Huh? You had to age into that. Yeah, my mind. Uh, my mind was on many other things uh, than that. So you know, we were talking about our fifty um, percent Friday. I think it deploys next week. Okay, were Ma- we off? Were you a week off? Mama and uh, Mimi and, and Papa's mm-hmm. um, dips and more, and just an an update. Like all of the all of the um, macarons except the my little um, coffee one are done and everyone loved them and I'm a little worried that while I'm at work my husband's going to eat my other one. Well, I guess still have plenty here because uh, I was wondering what's the shelf life on a macaron, you think? They wouldn't last long enough for the shelf life to matter at my house. <laughs> at your house. But I still got the blueberry muffin have, one. Yeah. I got the strawberry shortcake. What else we got here? Watch your six, buddy. I might take one and of those. Take one. Cherry cheesecake. <laughs> you can have that one. I don't like cheesecake. So you can take that. And banana nut. And I'm going to keep these three. So okay. I'll give you that one. Thanks. That'll be my donation to the uh, to the Marsha mm-hmm. the Marsha um, household. Yeah, to the fund. So anyway, the the thing that I realized because you know Tracy brought in this huge basket of goodies, mm-hmm. and I honestly thought they just did the dips. 
Yeah. And, and this was all the more. Yeah, there's, and there's a lot more. Yeah, and, and so a lot of it is, you know, cool stuff to eat, gourmet stuff. I love impressing my college-age kids <laughs> with like, oh, look, I found a cool thing here. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of it really good for uh, gifting, you know, for, for Christmas and that. So um, whenever that deploys next Friday, you know, get your, your, your fingers ready to, oh, yeah. uh, to log on to that and take advantage of that. Do percent off offer, and then uh, then that allows you to you know shop the next few weeks, and you know get some stuff for for yourself and some stuff for other people. Yeah, maybe if you're busy and you uh, will forget that the half off deal is coming up, if you go over to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, click on the fifty percent Friday deals tab, you can submit your email address and get updates on uh, you know what's coming up, when they're coming up, and mm-hmm. when they go live. So you know, in the case like Jersey Mike's was the most recent one that sold out in like ten minutes, so you'll get yeah. that notification. You can get on there. Get your uh, gift certificate, and of course, from Mimi and Paul Pauls and more, dips and more, uh, you want to make sure you get on that one pretty early. And there's some other ones up there, too, that are still uh, have a couple ones, so make Ooh, sure you Rocky head over Gap. there. Yep, uh, Golf Pro Shop. You uh, could get that for your dad. If it wasn't like a, you know, it's a good bargain. <laughs> it's a great bargain. I just can't facilitate but that that's bargain not right walking, now. That's not walking around money, <laughs> no, but a very me. impressive gift. Yes, then there's a ton of stuff over there too. So make sure you head over to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com and you click on that 50% Friday's deal. Jenny DiNicola, uh, Di, Jenny DiCola mm-hmm. Photography. Sorry, there. how many of those are left? Five. So um, that's a good deal because it's half off a photography package. And if you've got a senior mm-hmm. in high school or, you know, you, you got little a family picks, little family picks. Yeah, absolutely. Get, get those Christmas cards ready. Yeah. So head over to panhandlenewsnetwork.com to check those out. Put your email address in so you get notified uh, when the next half off deal is coming up and what it is. And uh, you can get into it before anyone else does. We've got to get to a break. We'll come back. We'll start chatting local news and not just me mourning the eggs that fell all over my apartment. We feel so bad, but you know what? The produce is coming, right? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. I was trying to think Farmer's of a, market I was is trying to think through. of a funny chicken egg joke to uh, take us, but we'll be back. We'll, I'll think we'll about have it during it the by break. By the end of the break, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll think about it after the break. You're on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. You're listening to my uncle Doe and Marsha on Panhandle Live. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving us Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, there has been a ton of uh, news circulating around the Panhandle, uh, well, region, I guess, mm-hmm. tri-state region here in the last couple of hours. So sadly, last, last night, yesterday, um, Maryland State Police report they're continuing to investigate a traffic crash last night. That has claimed the lives of two teenagers, seriously injured a third, and um, you know, prayers go out to to uh, that child and and um, the family of that of that child. Uh, the first deceased is identified as Tyler jo- Joseph Hands Joseph Hands, um, seventeen of Hagerstown. He was uh, the driver of a sedan involved in the crash. The second. 15-year-old Clayton Node of Clear Spring. He was the right rear passenger. And then an, another child uh, who was the front seat passenger was flown to our Adams Cali Shock Trauma Center in Baltimore uh, where he was receiving medical treatment and uh, I understand very, very critical. 
happened just before 9 p.m. last night. Um, and it was that uh, exit 6A off the interstate where Walmart, mm-hmm. Second and Charles, Bed Bath & Beyond, that, that area, if you're not familiar with it. And uh, apparently the investigation revealed that the, um, the sedan was uh, entering the interstate and uh, collided at a high rate of speed uh, with the passenger cabin portion of a tractor trailer, the driver of the tractor trailer uninjured. I mean, I don't even know what to say about it. So sad. Just so sudden. They're so young. I mean, mm-hmm. I think 17 was the average age of the three yeah, of them. So 15, there was, um, I didn't identify the, the injured um, Mm-hmm. The injured child, um, but the one of the the passengers that died was 15. The driver was 17. And it's the same spot where there has been in the past um, fatal accidents there on 81. And I mean, is there an an answer to wh- to it, why? It's a little bit of a it's a a bit of an incline as you're yeah. coming up on that, right? But I mean, is there a reason why this stretch of you know 81? I mean, of course, the well, you know there's truck lanes. traffic, there's construction, there's multiple mm-hmm. you know things. I feel like the truckers do get blamed for a lot of it, which you know isn't uh, necessarily fair. But um, there's so many different variables that seem to go in to all of these accidents and fatal accidents that's happened on this stretch of 81 between you know Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia and Virginia is there an answer to any of it do you think Well to their credit the Department of of Highways and and the folks who make these important decisions downstate have thrown a lot of money at expanding our part our stretch of the interstate as as much as we complain about all of the ongoing construction we now have a good portion of our 25 mile stretch is three lanes in in either direction, which helps a lot in situations like this, because I could, I'm no, I wasn't there. I'm not privy to the investigation, but I could see at that particular juncture where it would be really hard for a tractor trailer to get over if there is a, and and that area tends to be pretty congested on any given time of the day. So that he, you know, I could see if the tractor trailer couldn't get over and assumed that this sedan, the driver of the sedan, um, would would just you know hold off. You know we've all had those awkward, sometimes scary interactions trying to enter the interstate or you know yeah. passing by an on ramp where you know that split second where you don't know what you're supposed to do. Do you slow down? Do you speed up? And a tractor trailer, you just don't have that kind of reaction time. Um, and and it sounds as though the sedan was going at a high rate of speed, according to the the release from um, Maryland.gov. Well, and uh, you've I'm going to bring up a Frederick Maryland Road reference here, which I think you'll be able to understand if you're getting on 15 anywhere around Frederick, if you're trying mm-hmm. to go north or south around. Right. Uh, those on ramps are crazy. I mean, you're flying into that, and there's really nowhere to merge, and uh, it's right. weird how you're coming up into the lane and things like that. So there's, uh, I mean, it's it is. I mean, I think we have all been in somewhat of that kind of situation where it is pretty scary. You're trying to merge and can't get on. You mm-hmm. end up going on the shoulder and, right. and things like that. So it's just awful, awful how young these kids um, were. Maybe, maybe the next time that we have one of our, our friends from law enforcement on, maybe like Sheriff Harmon, because I know he's he's uh, been interested in doing some traffic safety training. Yeah. Because, you know, it's been a while since I've been in driver's ed. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, you tend to forget. And it, honestly, when I was doing driver's ed, we didn't have access to a lot of interstate yeah. travel, right? Yeah. So on ramps, roundabouts, all foreign, you know, mm-hmm. concepts to me as a driver. And so if someone hasn't taken the time to specifically say to you, here's 
here's the rule when you're merging into oncoming traffic, you know, onto an interstate, you may not be aware of that. And I'm not saying that it's anyone's fault that Mm -hmm. they've said it's anyone's fault at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, It's just that, you know, that kind of thing. Sometimes you don't know who's it's like when, when you show up at a four way stop at the same time, everybody's staring at each other. You know what my driver's ed teacher always said, go oldest car goes first. Because he's less to lose. (laughs) That's true. Man, that happens to me every day when I go home. I'm at one of the four-way stops in town, Mm -hmm. and it seems like at least three of us get there at the same time and just kind of stare at each other. And I was taught that you go right uh, counterclockwise, right? So you go to the right. Whoever's to the right goes. I think. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. Yeah. So uh, I always look to the person and I'm going to let them go. And they're doing that. And I'm like, okay. And I start to inch Uh out. Then they inch out. Then we stop again and do it all over. So maybe. But when they see you wave, the the guys across the way from you are like, oh, he's waving me on. So then, you know, all of these things could really go south. Uh, Yeah. But I don't know if it's maybe, you know, more police presence. I mean, is more lanes really? There's no room for the police to be there, right? But are That's more right lanes? There, there's. If you're familiar with that, it's so yeah. kind of boxed in yeah. by the forest and like the hillside. There's an overpass and things like that, right? There's. I don't know where the police would set up. Well, I'm just saying uh, through the whole stretch because, like, yeah. you see out in uh, California and stuff, they keep adding lanes and adding lanes. Of course, these are uh, what bigger populated areas in here. They add more lanes and add more lanes, and it just seems like it adds more traffic and more traffic and more traffic. So right. I don't know if maybe are more lanes the answer. Is it more of a police presence? Is it more, you know, awareness just for drivers out on the road? I mean, I think that there's multiple ways to go about it. But I think more lanes would have helped right there. I think so, too. Because because he could have got people could have gotten over and mm-hmm. things like that. Because no, I agree. tractor trailers are largely discouraged from being in the passing lane, you mm-hmm. know, from riding the passing lane. So, you know, the tractor trailer driver doing probably what folks assumed he should be doing and not, you know, hogging the, the passing lane. Um, but he didn't, you know, perhaps have a place to get over in time for this sedan right. to, to merge into traffic. Just so sad. So, so young. Sad, yes. So young and so sad. All of those families' lives just, this this is the point of demarcation for them. It'll be, you know, before this tragedy yeah. and after the tragedy. <sighs> just makes you think. I mean, I sit here and get all frustrated about, you know, little things going on at work. And then, you know, 15-year-olds are... Of dying in car accidents. It's just incredible. So sad. I feel like there, because I mean, I grew up in that area, right? And uh, I feel like that just happens so often over there. I mean, when I was in school, there were, you know, kids, I mean, from different counties. Thankfully, luckily, not any that, uh, you know, were in my school or in my, like, you know, friends or anything like that. But it just seems like so many kids are passed away so young uh, out in that part sometimes. But so well, sad. Well, it certainly gets your, it certainly gets your attention when. Um, when they're that young. Well, any any time there's a tragedy, but yes, um, mm. it's so so much life to to live for sure. Man, yeah, my uh, thoughts go out to those families. That is for sure in the community because I know Clear Spring uh, is where a majority of the kids in that uh, incident were from. Um, and that's a very tight knit community there. So very, very sad indeed. But uh, we do have to get to a break here. Coming up after the break, we're going to be speaking with Blue Ridge CTC Steve Weiss, and uh, we'll have to ask him what he thinks about these macaroons. Oh, huh? oh. Seriously, you're going to have this out? Yeah, we're going to see, see what he thinks about these macaroons because uh, I'm, well, I'm not, curious. Well, he's not going to say anything ugly, but well, he no, is an expert. Want, I just, yeah, I just want to see the professional uh, opinion of Steve Weiss. But he'll be joining us here on Panhandle Live in a few minutes. So stick around to WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland. It was their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik, and we got a pretty cool guest in studio here, Marsha. Yes, we do. Friend of the program, Steve Weiss, uh, Master Chef. And I'm, i got to find his credentials. Uh, Chef Steve Weiss is the coordinator of the hospitality and culinary arts programs at Blue Ridge Community and Technical College and friend of the program, as I mentioned. Welcome in. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back in the studio again. I Isn't know it's it? nice. I'm trying to think. Is this the first time I've talked to Steve without it being on the phone? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. Well, it's nice to finally see you in I person. Know, I know. Thank you. <laughs> and thank thanks you. for the shirts. Oh, uh, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, You're it's welcome. always nice to see you when you come bearing gifts. Yeah. And it always yeah. makes it a little easier. <laughs> so yeah. we've, all, we've all had uh, we've had him on several times because he's also kind of a, a celebrity and uh, on the Food Network, all those different competitions. Yeah. That's kind of a, a neat perk right of being a professional chef yeah um you know uh i I tell students that you know it's it's um it's difficult to 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 really think about where and when this actually started and uh uh, getting on the food network is something that people all aspire to that that well not all but but a lot of students aspire to they come into the into the program thinking, oh wow i'm going to be the next chef on the food network or, or something and uh i tell them i said you know uh, it's, it's, it takes a lot of uh, time, dedication, you know, you actually have, you have to have some talent as well, but, um, that can definitely be learned and, and trained to, but it's, it's, um, it's something that I kind of fell into because I started off, uh, early on doing competitions with my peers in these huge convention centers. And I guess somebody came around like TV people or, or whatnot came around and looked and said, wow, you know, this looks, this is great. I mean, we should put this on TV. And, and it just all blossomed. And me being that I was one of the few competitors in the beginning of this whole thing, uh, I guess he would just reach out to a lot of us and say, hey, look, you know, we're doing a show. Would you like to be a part of it? And, uh, you know, back in 2000, back in, the, in 2000, they would just reach out to all the competitors and say, hey, you know, we're doing these bank of series of shows. Would you be willing to do it for the Food mm-hmm. Network? And it was at the time they weren't even there wasn't even a title for it. It, yeah. it was uh, called the Food Network Special. So we would, we would, we would, they would do that and they'd see good ratings. And then all of a sudden it just blossomed into what it is now. Well, I was obsessed with Is It Cake when <laughs> yeah. it came out on uh, Netflix, <laughs> which of course uh, you can see Steve on there. And my favorite part about watching these cooking shows is that, uh, of course, they make it seem so dramatic, right? The clock's yeah. winding down. Right. I mean, people are throwing <laughs> right. things in the oven with 30 seconds <laughs> left on the clock. I don't have this ingredient. Yeah, I know. They're, sc- they're screaming and sprinting around. Is it really that hectic when you're, you know, filming those? And, Second question, it seems like it could also be kind of boring with a lot of downtime. Yeah, well, you know, the, there's definitely some downtime boring in between the, in between the, the shoots and going back and forth to the studio and stuff. But, um, uh, the, you know, it, it's, this show is very realistic in the timelines that they're given. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're given a certain amount of time and we have to get it done in that time period. And if we don't get it done, we're... You know, we're out of luck. Well, it was amazing what you and your fellow competitors were doing with those cakes in that short yeah. amount of time. I would, of course, they uh, would have those guests come in to pick which one was the cake or not cake. And of course, I'd be in my <laughs> living room screaming, trying to guess which I one it was. Wrong. I I was wrong more than I was right. And it was yeah. amazing how you guys can uh, make these cakes look like shoes or telephones or, you know, right. wooden things. And yep. it's incredible. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a huge thing. You know, now uh, we were at, at our peak and now now a lot of it's kind of died down. But mm-hmm. at our peak, uh, we were we were in the top 
we were number one for probably I think like four weeks. That's awesome. Wow. On Netflix, which is saying something. Pretty big deal. Because it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It wasn't. uh, You know, I I can say on my resume that we knocked. uh, I I knocked helped to knock Ryan Reynolds out of first place. I I don't know how many people can say that. (laughs) Was it cool getting on like just popping Netflix on and you know seeing yourself on? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the 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 platform, uh, the streaming platform is is a lot broader than Mm -hmm. than Food Network at the and uh, it it just reaches worldwide. Uh, status and and at one point we were uh, it was a global release when they released us in March and uh, uh, at one point we were within the top ten in over seventy five countries. Wow! Yeah, That's so I impressive. mean, constantly getting DM'd from from somebody <laughs> in in people in Brazil and people in Europe and, and in Asia and stuff asking you questions or saying, "Hey, great job! You guys did great!" I know or you're my favorite mm-hmm. or things like that. I mean that that you get constant DMs, con- you know, with that. So I'm, is there a Steve Wise fan club bubbling oh, on Twitter somewhere? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's uh, uh, I'm mostly an Instagram person, so okay. I, I have <laughs> okay. I have uh, well, I that's do, a better medium for yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because you know a lot of a lot of the the competitors had pretty pretty huge followings to begin with, mm-hmm. and uh, I was I mean I I didn't have a lot of following. I had like maybe 300 people following mm-hmm. me at the point. Uh, but now I have over 8,000. Wow. But, but it's, and it, and it continues to grow and wane and stuff, yeah. you know, uh, but, but other folks, you know, were, were in the tens, 15, 30,000. And now they're much over one of the guys on the show, Johnny, uh, uh, it, it uh, on TikTok, he was, he's a TikTok person. Mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok too. I think I have like a little over 6,000 on TikTok. Ooh, more than me. But, uh, but he, he has, he reached, uh, in the midst of it, he reached over a million. Wow. Yeah. So it was fun watching because, you know, having known you and, and seen you in some of the other competitions yep. you've been in. And as you mentioned, you've been doing this more than two decades. Yep. It was fun to watch you in this particular competition because um, it, your personality kind of came through yeah. and you were a little impish. Yeah. So, talk, <laughs> so these T-shirts yeah. say, can I help you with your tiltscape? <laughs> so explain that. Yeah, and it's got something on the back. Too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Silent assassin. Right. It's funny. Yeah. I, I it, you know, even though I, I, I kind of didn't do uh, like super well in the competition, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not it's not like kind of where you end up. It's kind of it's kind of the journey. And, mm-hmm. it's, and uh, Mikey was uh, Mikey Day, which was the host. He was the host of SNL. Um, yeah, he's a character. Yeah, he? always, uh, yeah, very much character. And he, you know, what he portrays there is exactly what it, what it is, wow. what he is outside. And um, he just, you know, kept saying that, you know, you're, you're like a secret agent. You're like a secret agent. Now I think you're a silent assassin. And he just, so, so that just popped up, and it just kept on, and he kept on playing with that throughout the the series. And uh, and then we started joking around, uh, or uh, you know, saying, you know. What you know, kind of what um, what Johnny said. One of our other contestants said, "You know, what do you do when somebody you know doesn't know anything about it? You take advantage of them." So <laughs> we started. We started. Um, you know, we started coming, kicking around some some phrases and words, and then and I, I don't even know where it came out of. It just popped up in my head, and I just said, "Why don't we just say tiltscape?" You know, it just sounded. It sounds yeah. legitimate. It sounds yeah. legitimate, and I, then I then he used to ask me what tiltscape was, and I said, "Oh God, now, now I have to and think I, about what I, what it what is." Your pretend definition, right? Right, would be. and I'm just this is all coming out like it, seconds after it happened, yeah. so this is like very organic. It is just, this is this on screen? Like, did was this being recorded when you guys were talking about this? Well, this, an idea. Well, the idea was re- was recorded, but because of 
limitations. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only put Got on so much. Out. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was the originator of the phrase, so they just kind of focused on me about that. And then everybody started kicking in with all of their <laughs> other ideas. So I just, it, yeah, it's, it was a very organic thing. And, and at the very least, you know, um, it was, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, uh I mean, it's, uh, it, it hugely popular yeah. with, oh, yeah. with kids, uh, kids more so than anything. I can walk, I remember I was, you know, going to food stores and walking the food stores and, and, uh, you're getting recognized by kids, not so much by the adults, wow. but by, by the kids. That's awesome. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a huge thing for the kids. Yeah. Now, it's of really course, cool. uh, we're speaking with Steve Wise, master chef, Steve Wise, but you know, professional chef. Competition chef, it's not the only thing you do because you're out there at Blue Ridge CTC and yeah. you got your master chef courses and classes that are yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we have a we have a a, a great bunch of, of classes for the community. We call it for a culinary enthusiast, really. And um, uh, we've been offering that since I've been with the college. I've been with the college actually over 14 years now. Wow. And um, we started this program uh, for a, really a community reach out. And we wanted people to come in and... Um, have the opportunity to learn a specific skill set based on the classes that we're offering. Just come in for a couple hours on a weekend, like on a Saturday, which all of these classes are on a Saturday, and come in for two hours and just from 10 to 12 and and learn a skill set. And it's not just me teaching the classes. I have a bunch of my uh, other uh, chef faculty that are teaching the classes as well. I like to spread the wealth and Mm -hmm. make sure they get get some notoriety and and, uh, public opportunity with the public as well. And and this is uh, a great venue for them to kind of uh, stretch out and, and do their own thing and do something that they're interested in doing. I, I love this Italian date night. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. really going to find out something about someone whenever you're yes. preparing <laughs> That's your partner food. there, yeah. 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 Italian date night with Chef Autumn and Chef Raquel. Yep. Saturday, November 12th, 10 to noon. Prepare a delicious Italian meal for two. This class is delivered at the main campus. 50 bucks a couple, right. which is great. Because yeah, the prices if, are super affordable. If, if you go them. to an Italian restaurant, yeah. a really nice sit down, you're probably going to be in that range anyway. Yeah. For just yourself. Yeah, but you're yeah. learning a skill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and we we enjoy we en- we enjoy doing that. The couples classes are always a favorite. I, I think I usually do myself or Miriam. We usually do a Valentine's Day couples class, which is which is great. That goes very well. But also, you know, a couple of the other classes that are very um, uh, popular are the parent child classes. So we do we do two parent child classes this semester. We're doing a Halloween cupcakes class, and we encourage people to dress up, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the adults too. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, not dress up like Steve Wise. <laughs> we can't, you oh can't, my that, gosh, that would be hysterical. If that, that, you could do that if you'd like. <laughs> you could wear. A I don't know if I'm that just popular. Say, this yet. is actually a cake. Yes, <laughs> right. You could dress pin, up that, as a cake. That bowling pin man was tough. I could talk to you about that the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely, definitely was a was a tough choose. I mean, oh. if, if I had to go back and do that over again, I would, I would have definitely ch- chosen something mm-hmm. else. Uh, the thing is, um, with that competition, uh, if you you had to pick something that was really super difficult to do uh, to really get the nod to get to the next round. And I already knew that April, when she picked the duck, mm-hmm. that if she pulled it off, I, it doesn't matter how good of a pin of a pin I would have made a bowling pin I would have made, or or Justin making the toolbox. We would never have gotten through the that next round. That toolbox was impressive. Yeah, yeah, it was impressive. Yeah, and he's Mark, and you have no he's idea how much kid. I watched. And uh, he's, no, and, it, I. It is everything was yeah. and and the 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 moment where that knife cut into it was the most anticipation I yes. think I've ever felt watching a TV <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, and, and it's yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a fun show, and you know I know people have come back yeah. and watched it over and over again. It's a lot, a lot of it's a blast. 
So um, as you mentioned, uh, folks can avail themselves of that parent-child Halloween cupcakes with Chef Samantha and Chef Jen. That's Saturday, October 29th, right in the middle of spooky season. Uh, Parent and Child Gingerbread House with Chef Steve. This is one one class that I can't can't take off the list. Every every year, every fall semester uh, around the holidays, I always do a gingerbread house class, and it's something that's always going to be a standard. So that's uh, December 10th. And uh, of course, folks can find out this whole list by looking where? Uh, So you're going to go on our website and you're going to look at uh, workforce training. And then you're going to click on career advancement training. And then uh, from there, you'll go directly to the MasterChef class site. If you have a problem navigating the site, just give a call to the college. And there are somebody that absolutely can help you through. I'm sorry. Oh, say, of course, we're speaking on Blue Ridge CTCs. Uh, Steve Wise, we just have a few minutes till we have to get to this oh, next break. Uh, but I do want to ask you, it's not every day we get a Master Chef here in studio. <laughs> and I consider myself a sweets guy. Yes. I got a sweet tooth. I love bakeries. One of my like pipe dreams down the line is to own a bakery. I think it'd be so uh, cool. So if you got any baking classes over there, I'd be uh, love, I'd love have, to sign up. We have a ton, yeah. I'd love to sign up. But uh, And then correct me if I'm even saying this wrong. I had a Mac. Macron? Macron. 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 That sounded oh, way better. Uh, for the first time. You just need to record that, put on a hot key. <laughs> and I had Macron. no idea what they were. And uh, I won't tell you the the shop or anything that brought them in. Uh-huh. Although if you listen back to a previous episode of Panhandle Live over on Panhandle News Network, Facebook and Spotify page, you can probably find it. But I, it was the first time I ever had one. Yeah. And can you explain to people mm-hmm. or me, yes. to explain to me, yeah. what a macaroon is? Because I thought it was like a it's hard macaron. cookie. Or macaron. That's right. But here, I'll hand you this one. Yeah, so this 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 is a uh, uh, very uh, traditional French uh, uh, delight that is made with uh, egg whites and sugar and um, ground almonds. Almonds, and uh, uh, and it's it's technically a meringue, really. And, yeah, and it's almost it's 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 baked, but it's almost dried in the oven. Yeah, and uh, and once it's dried, uh, you take it apart, and you could put some buttercream in it, or or some nice uh, jellies jellies in it, or flavorful jellies, or apple or filling, apple filling in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's and this one, I think this one has blueberry mm-hmm. in it. So I mean, there's there's um, I, I have to say though they are probably one of the most difficult things to make in a consistent way. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, they seem like they would be pretty tough to make. Yeah. They look a little bit labor-intensive, even though these things are you these know, are not much bigger than a dollar, silver dollar. Yeah. Yeah. No, they are. They're very much, very much so labor-intensive. And, uh, you know, kudos to the person that made these because, and, it, and to do them in mass production is uh, is a feat into itself because it's it, it can be difficult. And, you know, we train students in how to make these. And, you know, if you're a first-timer, you could you could be lucky and make make a good batch on the first try, but uh, it's the second, third, and fourth tries after that. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know it, 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 it. This is a very difficult one to do unless you do it all the time. Yeah, the one in your hand there, I think, is a blueberry pie or blueberry muffin. Yep. Then I have yep. a cherry cheesecake, banana nut. So, what is a traditional? Or is there a traditional macaron? Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, I, I think in the beginning there probably was, yeah. but but at but at this point there's there's just so many flavors out there. It's the same thing with coffee and beer. Yeah, I mean you can get whatever flavor you want now. That's true. So I I have to ask, is, um, food truck? Are you guys still doing a food truck there? Yeah, so we we still have a food truck. It's very active. Uh, it it goes out on a lot of caterings, uh, outside caterings. So we we do that. Um, but yeah, we're very still very active now more so than ever. Uh, and, uh, catering, uh, at the college, you know, we, we still, we still do that, uh, in-house, a lot of in-house and, uh, and, and, and some outside as well. But yeah, I mean the, the, and the program as a whole is, is just flourishing this year. We have a huge enrollment this year. We're very happy about that. And, uh, um, we're, you know, we know that the future looks really bright for us. 
Again, speaking with Blue Ridge CTC's Master Chef Steve Wise. Unfortunately, we have to let you go here to get to our last break, but thank you for coming in and chatting with us. Again, it's pretty cool to be sitting here looking at the guy mm-hmm. that I've been watching on Netflix for so long. And believe me, I've watched every episode of Is It Cake, I think twice at this point. Before wow. we let him go, we had we all heard the tragedy of your, your eggs spilling, oh, and yeah. he had the best idea for cleaning up the the um, eggs as they hit the floor. I'll show you the picture first. <laughs> so here's the picture of uh, the eggs that went splat all over my kitchen yesterday. Wow. So wh- I had no idea <laughs> how to clean. I mean, the whole carton is on the floor. And the two that are in that carton were the ones that were broke when I got they them. They were stuck. So go figure they're in there. <laughs> so uh, I asked around. I couldn't figure it. Well, I ended up getting uh, the right tips on Mom how to helped. clean it up. Mom helped. Right. Uh, but what, in your professional advice, is the best way to clean up a bunch of eggs if you drop them? So uh, I think more so in the industry because eggs are such a a sticky and viscous mix Mm -hmm. and uh, taking pieces of cardboard and just sandwiching two pieces of cardboard together just to pick it up and just put them in the trash can or put them somewhere. Uh, It's, it's, it's a very difficult mess to clean up. Yeah. I I don't envy you. (laughs) Well, we got it done. Uh, It might've taken a whole roll of paper towels, but we got Uh, it done. I like the professional help that we just got. Absolutely. I should have called you yesterday, Steve. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) We've been speaking with Blue Ridge CTCs. That's right. Blue Ridge CTCs, Steve Wise. Thank you for joining us this morning on Panhandle Live. Stick around for more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, serving us Virginia and Maryland. You can visit their historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Nicewarner, alongside me, Marcia Kabalik. If you missed it for the break, we have Blue Ridge CTC's Master Chef Steve Wisen to talk about all the amazing culinary classes and experiences they have over at Blue Ridge CTC. And, of course, uh, I had to ask him about is it cake and Netflix and macarons? Oh my gosh. Macarons? Mm-hmm. Do I sound French? Do I sound yeah, official and, saying and that? Yeah, and he was, wasn't he gracious talking about, you know, that you just kind of showed him the macarons that we had from, oh, no. from uh, Mimi and Papa's and he, yeah. he was like, this is very this is very difficult to make and this is very well done. So. Yeah, and the macarons are from Shuggy Max in mm-hmm. Hedgesville. So you know, go check them out. And they are delicious, I will tell you that. But it was cool to get a uh, uh, expert's viewpoint on them. And... Expert help with cleaning up. Yeah, eggs, eggs, and he might actually give me the final motivation to get the work started on my bakery. There you go. Well, we'll I mean, the, so the Parisian desserts with Steve with uh, Chef Steve, Saturday, October fifteenth. There are eight spots available. You can learn how to make a decadent, flourless chocolate cake, cream puffs, and uh, the class is at the Tech Center campus. Thirty bucks. How awesome would it be if I just started walking in with like fresh baguettes? You'd be my favorite coworker. <laughs> I'd be my me? I'd be my favorite coworker. <laughs> look, look, I baked too much again. I know. Oh, <laughs> man, I just got twelve extra baguettes. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I that, I don't think I don't how it think works. I'd ever say that at my house. <laughs> I don't think I'd tell that works either. So the Jefferson County Fair is still going on, winding down, um, and today, uh, of course, the carnival uh, round robin showmanship. Tractor and four-wheel drive pole, um, Wildwood Middle School Chorus, a Timber Sports Competition, which sounds really cool. It does sound cool. And a three-legged race. Do you ever do you ever get mismatched in a three-legged race? I was never good with three, um, three-legged I races. Uh, I don't think so. Did you get the cow chip bingo last night? No. <sighs> no. Never mind. Yeah, my, never mind. The public's disappointment. So, <laughs> my disappointment. And it continues Saturday. And then um, 
Then on Sunday, pretty much it's um, the exhibits are being taken down. So today and tomorrow, your last chances to see stuff at the Jefferson County Fair. Absolutely. Make sure uh, you stay tuned in to WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network, throughout the day. Of course, we have our Metro News programming coming up. But then coming up this evening, we have our second Panhandle Game of the Week in two days. So Panhandle, Panhandle Games games of the mm-hmm. week. Uh, Martinsburg taking on Salem at home, which is nice. I can almost walk to the game uh, for this one, which is pretty cool. Bike over. I could bike over. Yeah. Mm, uh, yeah. I'll just make Luke carry all the heavy stuff. He'll bring all the heavy stuff and I'll ride over. But yeah, that'll be here on uh, the Panhandle New- News Network tonight. So make sure uh, you get over there or uh, get over to the app if you need to. But I have taken us over the allotted time, so it is time <laughs> to make an awkward exit. This has been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.